1: I'm a nerd, and uh, I'm pretty proud of it.
2: Rise and shine, nerds.
1: You're tuned in to episode 469 of the Back Row Morning Show, proudly a part of the Love Thy Nerd Podcast Network. I'm Radio Matt, the station manager and a nerd culture missionary here at LTN. I'm a third-generation radio dude and a lifelong nerd.
2: And I'm Mo, the chief cohort in Crazy, here to bring the facts and fire to your day, And I'm really going to need the coffee this week.
1: (laughs) Today on the show, 14 things you might remember about church camp.
2: Also on the show today, no going home.
1: But first, today is Monday, April 25th, 2022, and we've got some holidays to celebrate.
2: That's right. It's National Telephone Day. Hello. Uh huh.
1: Watson, are you there? Was it Watson? I don't know. I think it was Watson. But now I'm thinking, no, that's Sherlock Holmes. Sherlock?
2: I don't know. I'm not
1: somebody, sure. somebody in the Twitch chat, tell me if it was Watts.
2: I have no idea. <laughs> I am not the one to answer this question. Oh. Uh, but while we're waiting on on our Twitchies, Twitchers, Twitcher Twitcheroonies, <laughs> it's also National <laughs> Hug-A-Plumber Day.
1: Just make sure he's standing up and... Face to you. Don't don't hug oh them when gosh. they're they're bent over and their cracks exposed. <laughs> it's just going to be awkward. It's
2: going to be very odd.
1: Cranbell called his mother. Cranbell didn't call his mother first. He called a dude, another guy, a friend, a person working with him. I've heard the story a thousand times. I just don't remember the name. Come on, come on, come on. His mother, mother, mother. Are you there?
2: I'm hungry, mother.
1: <laughs> mother. How was your weekend, Mo?
2: Um... Exhausting.
1: <laughs> Technically, like, weak, because we, we recorded this. It was Watson. Mr. Watson, come here. I want to see you. That's what he said. Mr. Watson, come in. I want to see you. Okay. Well, I don't have any proof that any other phone call existed, Tad. So, mm. Tad's saying that that was the first recorded phone call. <laughs> anyway... Uh so it's been we recorded last week's shows all the way back on it was essentially an entire week before they started airing. It was yeah. the Monday before. It was the we recorded last week's show on the first Monday of that whole 8-part series. Um so how's your entire week been? <laughs>
2: uh so I was sick.
1: That's right. Yeah. Like the very next day, right? Well Oh, no, it was over the weekend. Over the weekend. You we were still kind of sick Monday uh-huh. when I recorded.
2: Yeah. Monday, I went to work and felt fine. But when I got home from recording that evening, as soon as I laid down in bed and went to fall asleep, like once my body relaxed, I, was, I would wake up coughing. Every time, and that happened, that went on for like a good hour until one o'clock in the morning when I finally got so frustrated and I realized that I was also keeping Chris awake that I just sat up and I was like, I'm going to the couch. I will go lay on the couch. And he was like, okay, <laughs> which typically he'll fight me. He's like, no, it's fine. It's fine. No, he was done with my coughing too. <laughs> so I went into the living room and that proceeded until about five o'clock in the morning because at five o'clock, about five twenty, I was like, okay, this is a reasonable time for me to email my principal and let her know that I will not be making it in today. <laughs> so I emailed my principal and I said, I have been awake all night coughing. I will not be coming in. Um, and then of course it was the, okay, well you have to go get tested before you can come back to work.
1: Uh-huh. And
2: so all day Tuesday, pretty much I slept, I was out. I kept kind of, waking up for maybe 30, 45 minutes, and then I would just completely pass out on the couch. Um, So I didn't go test on Tuesday, clearly. And then I went on Wednesday, found out I was negative. Great. But then our head um, health advisor for the schools, the head nurse, if you will, she was like, you know, with the symptoms that you've told me about and just how you felt for the last couple days, I think it would be wise for you to go see your family doctor just to get a second opinion, see if it's something more than just allergies. Hmm. I said, okay. So went to our family doctor, family doctor gave me two steroid shots, (laughs) which are incredibly painful i am still <laughs> suffering the pain on one side of me and a b12 shot which a b12 shot is amazing i walked out of her office feeling like a whole new person like really? brand new yeah But she also very kindly, she treated me for a sinus infection, even though she said, I don't really think that it is a sinus infection, but we're going to give you the meds just to combat whatever it is that you're fighting right Mm -hmm. now. And I said, okay, perfect. And then I said, can I ask for one more thing? And she said, yeah, sure. Anything. I said, so tomorrow is just a half day for school and then we have Friday off. And she said, yep absolutely, I will write you a note. You are not going to work tomorrow. And I was like, <laughs> yes. So I had Tuesday through Thursday off, which was honestly very nice because we had already had plans of spending um, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday in the Dallas area. And right. Doing, yeah, doing Six Flags for our kids' birthdays and then um, spending Easter with Kara and Kevin well at their church. Yeah. yeah. So... <laughs> Those days of sleeping were much needed for the roller coaster riding that I did at Six Flags. (laughs) It it was necessary.
1: Um, I'm sure he told you a little bit about what he thought of some of our Mars Hill podcasts at that point. No, I
2: didn't talk to Kevin at all.
1: (laughs) Not Not a little bit.
2: I mean, honest, <laughs> honest to goodness, I'm really not lying a whole lot. You here. didn't
1: talk to him much at all.
2: <laughs> I talked to Kara.
1: Okay. Well, he told me he made it a point to say because we had mentioned him on a couple of them. Yes. And he's all there. It was. <clears throat> it started by him saying basically it was worse than you even rem- you know you even knew um, the the new pastor aspect, which was the first topic yeah. that we talked about. Yeah. Uh, here, but he thought it was actually a very good, like, growing. Opportunity for him yeah. in the end, which is a good attitude to have. Probably not one that I would have.
2: That's Kevin. <laughs> Kevin always typically has a good attitude. Good outlook <clears throat> on things. Okay, well. He did say, I I did ask him, I only asked him how old he was when mm. he first started. Because I wanted to know how close I was to right. being correct. And I want to say he said he was 33, which I said 31 or 32. Which means he's not just 40. He's like 41 now. <laughs> Sorry, Kevin. Call him out. I know. Out. Um, but anyway, and then I asked him, I said, well, have you listened to the Mars Hill stuff? And he's like, yeah, yeah, a little bit. And I was like, okay, what do you think? He's like, no, I think it's, y'all are doing a good job. I remember Mark Driscoll when he first came out. I really did like him at first. And then it didn't take me very long to realize that he was crazy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Sounds about right. So... <laughs>
1: So yeah, if y'all missed those shows that we talked about, uh, like okay, look, we had we had people upset at uh <laughs> at the idea of it because they didn't understand what we were doing, but they thought we were doing a podcast about the podcast, and that's not entirely true. The podcast did inspire a lot of our discussions, but we were really trying to tackle actual bigger issues within church culture, especially celebrity church culture. Yeah. Um, And so you don't need to have listened to The Rise and Fall of Mars Hill in order to enjoy, or not enjoy, but in order to understand what we're talking about in uh, the last two weeks of shows. Um, But we do encourage you to listen to them because they were um, deep and important. Mm -hmm. And uh, is that Shane? I know. I'm
2: sitting here thinking the same thing. Oh, we got our buddy Shane. I know.
1: In our (laughs) Twitch chat right now. I'm so
2: glad that you drew attention to it because (laughs) I'm sitting here going, is that Shane?
1: Yeah.
2: But it has to be Shane because he says Rev Kev. And.
1: And that's his, that's his handle for everything. Is it? Good to see you, Shane.
2: Hey, Shane. It's my birthday twin. He and I share a birthday. Did oh, you know Oh, I that? did know that. you yeah. mentioned that mm-hmm. before.
1: Yeah. <coughs> oh, and Tad Hall, thank you for that gifted sub to oh, Shane. Oh, that's awesome. All right. Back to the show. <laughs> yeah.
2: How was your weekend,
1: Matthew? Uh, okay. So this, um, this whole month so far has been a bear Mm. where there have been no breaks for either me or my wife every day, every night, every weekend, jam-packed full of a thousand things. And it's to the point now where our house is the messiest sty hole anyone has ever set foot in. Aside from the fact that there's not food or junk lying around. We don't do that. We we, we don't allow that. But just papers, (laughs) dirty clothes, toys, Legos, just all over the place. You cannot step a foot in any room without having to step on something. And neither of us have any time. (laughs) We just don't have the time to catch up. And uh, this, this... this past weekend that we just had was no better, and next weekend is going to be no better. Um, so it'll be May. We'll have gone an entire month without actually having a day devoted to getting our act together.
2: Getting your house in
1: order. <laughs> getting our house in order. See, yeah, perfect.
2: I can't. I am one of those people <laughs> that like, and I learned this. I kind of always knew it about myself, but yeah. it, it was solidified in 2020 when we were all stuck at home. And I think that I said this numerous times that I working from home was not good for me because every time that I just kind of sat down to dedicate time to working, Mm -hmm. I would see all the other stuff around me that needed to be done. (laughs) And clutter, or dishes, or clothes, or dust, or dirt, or anything—it, I can't. Like, it kind of sends me into this panic attack of <laughs> I should be doing something. I am failing <laughs> miserably at life right now.
1: I'm only like that if it, um, the cleaning is is going to be seen by other people. Like oh, th- I told you, I don't, it, did I say on the radio? I see station? it.
2: That's all that matters. Did I to say me. you
1: on the? Did I tell you about my first year as janitor? Uh, for Easter.
2: I remember your first year mm-hmm. as janitor for Easter because my butt was up here scrubbing baseboards with you
1: mm, at some point. Yeah. Uh huh. So we were here and it was m- the
2: first year that Johnny was pastor here. Yeah. And so we were trying to like.
1: Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It started. Yeah, that's right. It started with a whole, a couple group of people, a few people, right? Yeah.
2: Yeah. I will. I want to say that it was Pam, Megan Kelly, myself. Yeah. And yeah. Yeah.
1: You. yeah. Okay. So it started with that. Uh, and it was, you know, first, first, first year's janitor. I'm like, I got to impress everybody. This is my first, you know, this is my job now. And I'm like, we might have, you know, a thousand new people show up. Uh
2: huh. New pastor, so, yeah, big new pastor, holiday, big
1: holiday, Super Bowl Sunday for Christians. Right. I got to make this place look spotless. Mm-hmm. And so normally, normally it takes between two to four hours on a Saturday to clean the church. To a, you know, 90% good to go level. Mm -hmm. You know, you don't hit every big thing every week. There's, you know, a rotating schedule of some of the other things. But that Sunday, I was so determined. So you guys come up. I honestly forgot that y'all had come up uh, when I told the story the other day to someone. Y'all came up. uh, It was like mid-afternoon, I believe. And we start cleaning things. Y'all leave at a relatively reasonable time. And I'm like, I still have a lot of stuff to do. So I'm going around doing all my normal janitor stuff. And then every time I finish one chore, I think of something else or I see something else. So like, I got to do that. And I kept doing that over and over again until it was 5 a.m.
2: Uh-huh. I remember.
1: And I'm like, I guess I'm up. Yep. So I go home, I take a shower and I come right back (laughs) and I finish like mopping the bathrooms. (laughs) And then I have like an hour where I just sat in my sound booth dozing off until people started showing up. And, uh, yeah, that was, that was stupid because nobody cared. (laughs) Nobody cared that much at all.
2: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So I actually remember getting here at eight o'clock in the morning was it 8 o'clock in the morning? Saturday, yep. That and, makes
1: it even worse, then, because it was like a solid day of yeah. cleaning then. Yeah. Oof. Well. I couldn't have been there. Hold way. on. Maybe y'all were there earlier than me.
2: Did we not record announcements first?
1: <sighs> Maybe we did. I don't remember.
2: So, and that was our normal time to record announcements. Yeah, okay. And so I think that what ended up happening was I just stayed after we recorded announcements. Megan and I just stayed, and we cleaned. And we, I remember eating lunch here. And that's then, right. yeah, I do remember. Uh huh. And Megan and I were finally like, okay, we have to go home and feed our families.
1: <laughs>
2: and so we left around dinner time. We spent a good work day yeah. here helping you survive. I still have
1: so much to do. I, My goodness.
2: Because I don't think that it had been done in a very yeah. long well, time. Well, that's true.
1: Like, it had been, I'd only had the job for a few months at that point And there was a lot of those big things that hadn't been done, like taking. Um, Lint rollers to every single chair yeah. in the sanctuary and getting all the hair and all mm-hmm. the glitter and all the cat fur and junk. Uh-huh off every chair. Yep. That is a monumental. And we touched
2: up paint and we're like staples. Painting the baseboards was a big thing. Oh my gosh. Staples
1: left over from VBSs. Yeah. Because everybody at the end of VBS week is just like rip everything down and we're Uh going home. Yeah. (laughs) Forget these.
2: At the start (laughs) of VBS week, it's like, we have all these decorations. Staple here. Staple there. (laughs) (laughs) We (laughs) can (laughs) do this. (laughs) And then, yeah, by the end of the week, it's just (laughs)
1: done. (laughs) Stuff way up at the top of the ceiling <laughs> crease that nobody will get. Yeah. Because nobody can reach. Uh-huh. Stays there until the yeah. next year where they just cover it up again. Man. Uh, uh-huh. Fun we've, times.
2: We've had a lot of fun times.
1: <laughs> so this <laughs> last Easter, a uh, couple weeks ago, and uh, I'm, yeah, Maybe three hours. That's, I, mean, I cleaned the window really good. That's the front, the window doors, the front doors. <laughs> <laughs> and guess what? Got the same reaction as the the year as we had 24 oh hours gosh. of cleaning.
2: None. So. No reaction. <laughs> sure,
1: exactly. That's,
2: I'm like walking around like, do you guys see?
0: Right. Do you see? Look what we did.
2: Look. Ah, <laughs> Vanna whiting the baseboards and all of the beautiful decorations that are now out. Isn't, doesn't well, see, that look so
1: great? I mean, here's the thing. It's, it's like the, it's the mindset of that's like the bare minimum people expect. And so there's people <laughs> there's people downstairs. We just heard a loud voice.
2: That was really weird.
1: That's the bare minimum that people expect. And so when it's lower than that, you know, they might complain a little bit in their head. Yeah. It'll take a lot for people to really complain out loud most of the time. But it's the same thing with um I was talking with Bubba and uh this week, and you'll notice here on the show today and and every show this week, uh the morning shows at least, we're gonna be trying transitioning into uh, music instead of having our outro music playing at the end of each segment. And so, you know, we'll be talking over like the beginning musical part of a song. And then when we're done talking, it'll hit the lyrics part of the song. And that is a normal thing that happens on most radio stations. Right. And so Bubba and I, as we're talking about trying this out this week, we're geeking out about how awesome it is. And then we're thinking nobody's going to notice. They're
2: not going to (laughs) notice. Because
1: that's what people expect from a radio station. And when they don't get it, they might say, hmm, that sounds a little off, but it's not going to really... Turn them away for the radio station. So yeah, there's a bare minimum that people expect. And when they get that bare minimum, they don't feel, you know, an overwhelming sense of gratitude for it. It's just like, yeah, this is what I expected. Poor Shane. <laughs> Y'all got problems. It's harder than it looks, is what I'm saying. Exactly. People. All right, let's take a break here. When we come back, we've got your weird news for the day.
2: Stick around.
0: Hi, this is Mark with The Thoughtful Gamer, and this is Reviews of the Nerds. Trick-taking games, for some, are a cultural mainstay. In America, depending on where you grew up, you might have been playing euchre or spades practically from birth. I learned hearts from my dad, who played with coworkers during lunch nearly every day. With the growth of modern board games, new variants on this genre appear all the time. The Fox in the Forest is one of the most notable, both because of its success and because it's one of the rare trick-taking games designed for only two players. Playing it, you start to understand why there aren't many two-player trick-taking games. It's not that The Fox in the Forest is bad, it just suffers in comparison to other games of this style. It sits in an uncomfortable position between a casual, low-key game like Hearts and something more strategic and crunchy. The odd-numbered cards all have special powers attached to them, but the powers seem somewhat stately and restrained. If you're going to include a handful of special powers, why not go all out? Why not try to create a sense of excitement and daring with tricks and bluffs and gambits? The main goal is to score either a low number of tricks or a medium to high number and the rigidity of this goal grows old quickly when compared to the dynamic bidding of other trick-taking games. Fortunately, the game is absolutely beautiful, with a cozy art style that matches its comforting gameplay. I only criticize The Fox in the Forest so much because I think it's close to greatness. Instead, it settles for the familiar. Thanks for listening. Again, I'm Mark with The Thoughtful Gamer. You can find more board game reviews and analysis at thethoughtfulgamer.com.
1: Show, I'm Radio Matt.
2: And I'm Mo, and hey, make sure you're following us on all the socials. We're on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. Just search for at the back row LTN and connect with us.
1: Now it's time for Mo's fact of the day. Ay,
2: ay, ay. Hold on. I'm not ready. Go figure. Mo is never ready.
1: Who to know? Uh the More word. Gumption.
2: The word plumbing <laughs> comes from the word plumbum.
1: What? What?
2: Plumbum. <laughs> which is Latin. <laughs> for the element lead. This is also why lead is abbreviated as P B on the periodic table.
1: Oh you are welcome. That is an interesting fact.
2: Uh-huh. See, you're welcome. Okay. Now you're always going to remember that lead is P B yeah. for plumbum. Yeah. Plumbing. Ha <laughs>
1: ha That makes sense.
2: You're welcome. I taught y'all something today. <laughs> and I am done. I'll see you later. Peanut butter. Adios. I
1: thought there was lead in my peanut butter. Uh <laughs> okay. Now it's time for SSA news.
2: We're going to share a weird news story with you and build a blue dilemma card for a future Sunday school answers pack.
1: All right. So here's the story. Ooh. Florida man watches Spider-Man No Way Home 292 times, setting a world record. Okay. Just think about how how many times that really is to sit through a near three hour Spider-Man movie
2: you know good on him
1: Right, here's the story. Some Marvel Cinematic Universe fans will take their movie viewing seriously, but none as seriously as one Florida man who watched Spider-Man No Way Home a record-breaking 292 times in the theaters. In theaters. Ramiro Alanis broke the Guinness World Record for most cinema productions attended of the same film after watching the new Spider-Man film for 720 hours, the equivalent of 30 days between December 16th, 2021 and and March 15th, 2022. Wow. And in order to qualify for the record, Alanis had to watch the movie in theaters and independently of any other activity. This means he could not check his phone. He could not sleep. He could not even take a bathroom break while the film was playing. Wow. Oh. Uh, Guinness also said The film must be watched to full completion Including the credits of course Alanis being a true Marvel fan was already Accustomed to sticking around through The credits because Marvel has made us do that Now mm-hmm. uh, Alanis had to submit Every ticket sub from the movie for consideration Along with a statement from the theater attending After each viewing confirming he watched The film in its entirety he says he watched Spider-Man no way home in back-to-back screenings For three months until his movie theater stopped Showing the film uh, for the first Few weeks of the film's release Alanis watched five screenings every day
2: what <laughs> what does he not have a job i mean I'm for real
1: he told uh Giddes that the late night showings were the hardest as he experienced headaches after having already watched the movie four times during the day i mean yeah Uh, This is not the first time Lannis has held this record. In 2019, he received the award after 191 viewings of Marvel's Avengers Endgame. Before Alanis, the record belonged to uh, an Australian woman who watched the Queen biopic Bohemian Rhapsody 108 times in in early 2019. In 2021, Alanis' title was temporarily usurped by Arnaud Klein, who watched the film Camelot, first installment, premiere, Volet, which is, I'm assuming, a film from a foreign country, 204 times, um, but he got his record back. Whew. Uh last told Guinness he decided to attempt the record again in honor of his grandmother, Wani,
2: I guess. Wani.
1: Wani, mm-hmm. who died in 2019 before she could see him earn his record title. Aww. Oh, She was my number one supporter, and I want to remain the record holder. Uh, for her, I'm assuming. So yeah, the last thing here, he spent an estimated $3,400 on movie tickets over those three months. Um, no mentioning, uh, <laughs> no mentioning like how much he spent on food or, or drink. But I'm assuming he had to eat there, right? If you're there all day watching five installments of Spider-Man, you're eating popcorn and you know, that weird movie pizza for your meals all day. Nachos. Nachos. Pickles. Hot dogs. Those pickles. giant hot dogs that have probably been in that thing for a week.
2: Oh, my gosh. <laughs>
1: <laughs> they don't go bad.
2: Mila <laughs> gets like pickles every time we go to the movie theater. and
1: Yeah, I feel like Eli's going to be that way. Yeah. We've only gone one time with him, and it was a disaster. Why? Oh, gosh. We went to see wreck Ralph 2. Yeah. Blindly, like I hadn't seen it beforehand. Mm. And I don't know if you remember wreck Ralph 2. But it ends with, like, a bunch of zombie Wreck-It Ralphs forming into one giant, monstrous, horrific Wreck-It Ralph. No, I don't remember that. All all the bodies of Wreck-It Ralph moving and... It was just It's disgusting. It's the worst thing ever. Mm-hmm. It terrified me. And he started crying in the theater. I'm like, yep, let's go. Sorry about this, kid. I'm going to pre-watch every movie from now on. <laughs> So bad, so bad. Anyway, hmm. that brings us to today's blue dilemma card.
2: Oh, the dilemma <laughs> card we'll be adding to our future expansion expansion deck of Sunday School Answers is I broke the Guinness World Record for blank for thirty solid days. This has been SSA News, sponsored by BackrowGames.com.
1: All right, let's take another quick break.
2: When we come back, we dive into our main topic.
1: Stick around.
0: at Love Thy Nerd emphasize thoughtful content. Visit lovethynerd.com for a host of amazing articles and a whole network of nerdy podcasts. And follow us on Twitch at twitch.tv slash lovethynerd and twitch.tv slash ltn on air where you'll find game streams, live podcast recordings, and more amazing interactive content.
2: Or don't. We're not your parents and we won't be mad. Just disappointed.
1: This week we're talking about church camp. In the last couple of years, we've actually devoted a show to two different Christian camp movies. Last year we were, yeah, last year we reviewed A Week Away, a Christian musical dramedy from Netflix. A couple of years ago, we were asked by the company who made Camp Manna to review it. Camp Manna was a quasi-Christian movie. It lampooned a lot of Christian camp culture. It wasn't exactly family friendly. But it has, well, you, you're looking at me like remember. you don't remember this. I don't.
2: I really don't remember that one. I remember A Week Away. I really liked A Week
1: Away. Yeah. Well, this was almost, I want to say, three or four years ago now. I don't remember. When this King happened. Me, no. They brought it, they wanted us to review it on the show, and then they also asked us to make memes for it don't remember that? Too? No. Yeah? Well,
2: I, I okay. feel terrible. Well,
1: that's okay. It's not the main topic of the thing, but it lampooned a lot of Christian camp culture. It uh, wasn't exactly family-friendly, but it was relatively funny. made some good observations. did have some good redemption moments. Um, so we'll skip these questions, since you don't remember them.
2: <laughs> how did, how, remind me of how it went.
1: It was a little kid. Uh, I say little. I mean, he was a kid the same age as most of the other kids. He was just small. Uh, who was being taken to, it was an all-summer-long, I think, or a month-long church camp. Um, and his camp counselor, there were two camp counselors that were kind of in a feud. and His camp counselor was like the quirky, uh, awkward, lanky, dad, Boy Scout, you know, kind of guy who was not cool who's uncool weird but he had had faith but everything kept going wrong for him and he was just struggling with life and he wound up connecting with the kid because they both kind of had that struggle the other camp counselor the cool camp counselor was a guy that had i don't do you remember like he had tattoos of christian fish for every soul saved that he every kid that he brought to christ at his summer camp like he was just this real kind of like (laughs) d-bag kind of uh authority figure you don't remember any of this i'm
2: googling it
1: (laughs) i I know you watched it because we did have a show where we talked about it (laughs)
2: Uh, are you sure it was me
1: yeah they sent us a like a, a code or whatever that allowed us to stream the movie and watch it from home and you had this conversation with me. I, I don't know think you it did. Was me. It had to have been.
2: I don't think it was, was me. This was in the
1: this was in the morning side hug year. I think.
2: I don't remember this movie at all.
1: It had to have been you. I don't it think it
2: was. Been. I don't
1: think all it right. was. <laughs> well, whatever the case, let's just move on to the. This link is I when have. I
2: wish Tad was here. <laughs>
1: Ted, did I watch this movie? You would know. <laughs> You've listened to every episode of I the I know. Show. All right. Well let's talk about this uh this <laughs> this link that I have this article here. It's called okay. Fourteen Things You Probably Did at Church Youth Camp. Okay. So did you go to a, a lot of youth camps?
2: I did not. Right. I did not. I went, so I was a part of Sunbeams, which was like the Christian Girl Scouts. Girl Scouts, yeah, that's right. Yeah. And so I went to summer camp with them.
1: Which Those were like day camps, though, right? No.
2: Oh, it was, this was overnight. An actual, oh, okay. Yeah, it was Okay, an, well, that would
1: mean, that would be-esque.
2: Yeah.
1: was well, You weren't in the teenage years, right, so you I didn't was have to 10, do the, the teenage Nine or ten, years. I think. Yeah. yeah. Okay.
2: So, yeah.
1: Okay. But I... But you do have teenagers
2: i do now some of the girls that went with me to sunbeams camp were teenagers and i have a very specific memory of a couple of those girls so i do have like the teenager-esque
1: what's the memory now i gotta know (laughs) are you ready i'm ready
2: we were in a van driving to the river no, driving to wherever the camp was. It was in the mountains of North Carolina. So we had to drive a good four or five hours to get there. Um, and I can remember there was another group of sunbeams that were, we were like carpooling together. Okay. okay, And at one point along the trip, we were side by side on the road. And like we're all holding up signs to each other, making fun of each other from one van to the other. Okay. Just being silly girls. Well, I had written a sign because one of the girls had her feet up on the window and I wrote a sign that said, your feet stink. Okay. The van had passed before I could show my sign. I sat my sign down. (laughs) It was a whole thing. Well, I ended up falling asleep on the floor of the church van. Okay. Near these teenage girls feet. (laughs) And so when we get to the camp and I come out of the van, they see my sign and assume that I had written that about their feet. (laughs) Now, I have a relationship with these girls. I have known them for years at this point. Mm Okay. They were like big sisters to me. Uh We lived in the same neighborhood. We hung out regularly. I told them, no, that was for the other church van. That was for the other van when the girl had her feet up on the window and I just didn't get to hold it up in time. Did they believe me? No. Wow. They did not. And they were jerks (laughs) to me the entire rest of the week. And that was day one. Wow. As we're getting to camp. I can remember crying myself to sleep that night because they were so mean to me.
1: Man. Mm Mm-hmm. That's rough.
2: I am 37 years old almost, <laughs> and I still remember that vividly, Wow, vividly. And I still remember how I felt trying to explain myself to these girls who knew me, who should have believed me, and didn't, because they're jerks.
1: <laughs> I hope y'all are listening. But you're not harboring any ill will to them today.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
2: Like three decades later, almost, and I still remember. So that is like Sound my crossed. real...
1: Have you laid that down at CR yet? No?
2: <laughs> you know, listen, the analyzer that I am, I have kind of thought about that story several times. Like, how have I carried this into a some sort of character defect? You know, that may have been when my trust issues with people started. Like,
1: like do you... I mean... I mean, okay, I guess that's not a fair question. I was about to say, do you react poorly if someone doesn't believe you, but you're telling the truth? But I'm like, everybody would. Oh, yeah. How tragic you had in the past. I mean, that mm-hmm. that's just a thing. Right. If you're telling the truth and people just vehemently don't believe you, then you're upset about it. Mm-hmm. I get that. I do
2: get very, 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 very upset. <laughs> like, very upset. Why would you not believe me? No. What Anyway. Okay, right. that's this a whole other thing. <laughs>
1: thoughtcatalog.com. The article is 14 things. You probably did at church camp. Let's read these and see if they sound familiar. Okay. Number one. This is aimed towards like zenials, you know, Gen Z, the millennial era. So us, essentially. Okay. Uh, number one. You had to be in some sort of play or human video that you performed in front of the whole camp. It probably involved Carmen's The Champion. <gasps>
2: Uh huh. Yeah. (laughs) Mm -hmm.
1: I prefer Carmen's like courtroom drama one. That's my favorite one.
2: I don't remember which one it was. It's like Sunday School Rock or something like that? I don't remember. I'm going to have to Google it to figure it out. But, yeah, we did an entire play to that. It had nothing to do with church camp. It was just our youth group that did it one Sunday and performed it in front of our church. But, yes.
1: Uh, number two, you realize your Bible wasn't as cool as everyone else's, so you called your mom and let her know that as soon as you got home, you needed to buy an extreme teen Bible. I still have my extreme I, teen. I have
2: teen. <laughs> With See, all my notes written in it and highlighted
1: only thing from my teenage years that I still like carry yeah it's still packed up somewhere but Uh like that was the thing to have it was blue green and orange extreme teen bible yep that was when extreme was a big deal
2: so I think the girls was actually like pink yes orange and yellow yeah Yeah. Mm -hmm. yep
1: all right number three you may have kissed dating goodbye but that didn't mean you couldn't make out with someone you met at camp It's okay. We all did it. It says. I didn't. I totally did, but I was already dating the girl. Yeah. For many years. And I married her. So everything I did in perpetuity is fine. False. (laughs) False. Well, isn't that what the Bible says? No. It says if you can't keep your hands off each other, get married. Then it's all good. False. (laughs) False. Knee slapping. No, I remember... um, that was a year that i saw uh, it was like the second year that we went to camp and i think this was my together i mean uh, me and daedra i think this was my sophomore year okay so we go to camp and this was the first time i ever saw daedra's jealous side cuz they had a um, they had a room that had a ping pong table in it and that's literally the only thing that was in that room And Deidre and I were really into ping pong at that time because we had just gotten one here for the church and we played it all the time. So during our free time, we would go and we play ping pong. And uh, these two other girls came in wanting to play, too. And so we're like, okay, we can do a thing where, you know, when one loses, we'll swap out. And there was one girl that apparently was flirting very heavily with me that I could not tell. Hmm. But like as soon as they left and Deidre and I were alone, she was ticked off. Not at me but just the fact that someone would have the audacity to flirt with me and any time we saw those girls those two girls and they were always together she uh she said we're we're going that way we're going in a different direction <laughs> she wanted to make sure that there was no more interaction between me and this girl the entire time and there wasn't <laughs> and that's the weird it was the weirdest thing cuz that's not you know that's not I've I've never been I'm not classically handsome I'm not I'm funny but that's my main draw. There's nothing that someone who hasn't met me is really going to be like, I'm attracted to this person immediately. Um, and I don't recall being particularly funny in that moment. So, like, I didn't even have an inkling of a thought that there was anybody. And I don't even know if she really was or if Deja was reading into it in the situation. But either way, this was an entirely new situation for me where I'm not being the jealous one. <laughs>
2: Were you often the jealous one, Matt?
1: Oh, heck yeah. Danger was flipping hot, and there were so many guys that were into her. My goodness. I was very jealous. All right.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I need to hear more of those stories.
1: <laughs> uh, all right. Uh, number four. You and your friends got saved every night at camp. <laughs> Literally every servant ended with an altar call, and you were up front for all of them.
2: <laughs> yeah.
1: That did not happen to me.
2: (sighs) I wouldn't necessarily say that I got saved every night, but yes, every night was an opportunity for me to go to the altar.
1: Yeah. I mean,
2: it's not a terrible
1: thing going to the altar.
2: I mean, geez, don't be judging the fact that I'm at the (laughs) altar and thinking that I'm giving my life over to God every single day.
1: (laughs) Number five, you found someone that had Reliant K's first CD and was willing to trade it to you for your Audio Adrenaline Greatest Hits album, Best Deal Ever. Both of those albums are great, but that Audio Adrenaline Greatest Hits album, Hit Parade, was out of this world.
2: I still love Audio Adrenaline.
1: Oh, oh, it was so good.
2: Big, big house.
1: <laughs> no, that's the worst of no, the songs on the album. That's, <laughs> Don't listen, do it.
2: I have this memory. Audio Adrenaline came to the big town near the town that I grew up in. Gotcha. Okay. It's where the college was, and we have this big town commons area there. Right there on the river, right on the Tar River. And so they would play concerts out there. Just had this big... um, Oh, I can't think of what it's called. But another word for stage? Anyway.
1: Platform?
2: No, like this... Anyway, forget it. A specific kind of stage. And it was just a huge, large stage that overlooked the river. And that's where all sorts of bands would come and play. And Audio Adrenaline came one year. And I want to say I was 14. So I was very much getting into music at yeah, this point yeah. you know it was becoming a really big part of my life and i can remember going with our youth group and standing out there and just watching as everybody sang along to big big house and did all the motions and there were footballs being thrown and tossed around <laughs> it was just it was a whole different kind of experience for me
1: i'll bet in the moment that was really cool it was very cool but i still hate that song uh, well
2: uh, never <laughs> seen it in concert you have to be in the moment in 14
1: no, and a girl and a girl <laughs> That's only happened once for me, so. Uh, Number six, after they gave everyone their official camp shirt, your group thought they were the coolest because you cut the sleeves off of it. You were truly a rebel.
2: (laughs) No, we just rolled our sleeves. That's what we did.
1: Uh, Number seven, you made sure to bring your one-piece bathing suit because everyone knows the number one rule of church camp is no two-piece bikinis allowed. Mm -hmm. And you had to make sure. I was not allowed to wear my two-piece bikini.
2: (laughs) Okay. Don't picture it. You were, I can remember the first swimsuit, one piece swimsuit that I had for church functions being just very basic, a basic kind of lifeguard looking swimsuit, you know, Mm -hmm. solid color. But then as I aged up in the youth group, (laughs) I had a black one piece that had a mesh center around the stomach. So it was like a two piece, but it was still a one piece. (laughs)
1: It was technically allowed. Exactly.
2: kind of allowed. But it was also black, (laughs) which was very scandalous. (laughs) Wow. Yeah. Uh,
1: (laughs) Number eight. (laughs) You realize that your youth group name wasn't as cool as you thought since all of them were created. All of the others were called something like gravity, which stood for God really allows virtue inside today's youth. (laughs) Uh
2: Uh-huh.
1: Something weird like that. Yeah, ours, I think at one point, we called ours uh, Army. And it was, oh, gosh. Always. I can't even remember. I know. Always. Wow. I have no idea what it was. That is hard to really think of. It was army, and I know we had, like, a little twos, because there were twos in there, like T-O's in there, so it was, like, A-R-2, like like the H-2-O kind of two, you know, mm-hmm. tiny little two, and then M-2-Y, but I can't for the life of me remember what that, <laughs> that acrostic was for. This <sighs> anyway.
2: was rock, but I don't remember what the acrostic was for, or what the letters stood yeah. for. And rock. nowadays,
1: they don't mm-hmm. really do acrostics. For, yeah, it's the well, Yeah, or... The bridge. Well, the bridge. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Words. Yeah. Words with with um, vague meanings. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the connection. Mm-hmm.
2: <laughs> exactly.
1: <laughs> Number nine. For some reason, you didn't wear shoes for like 75 percent of the time you were there. That is not my story. It's mine. Yeah.
2: Yeah. I'm still that same At way. At camp? Though. Heck Yeah. Be, be one terrified with of
1: Bitten by something, stepping on a stick, screaming out in pain.
2: Not no. in the mountains of North Carolina. Not so much.
1: They don't have sticks in the mountains. I mean, of North they do,
2: <laughs> but it's very lush. A lot of grass. So lush. So
1: okay, okay. Yeah. Number ten. One of the speakers would try to tie in one of your fun daily activities into his message. If you did a mud run that day, he would talk about how giving your life to Jesus is like washing the mud off of your body. You heard it and got saved again.
2: (laughs) Keep scrolling. I don't like that one. That one is way too appropriate and
1: I like to report this. I'm in this photo and I don't like it.
2: Right. Uh,
1: Number 11. The speakers may have been cool, but there were at least one old guy who was a board member or something. And every time he got up to speak, you audibly sighed. He wasn't mean, but he would talk about Leviticus for 30 minutes and then end it with a pop culture reference that was outdated by at least six years. I don't think we ever had that in my camp. I don't recall there ever being like an old speaker that we didn't want to hear.
2: No. Do you know, though, I often wonder and fear that I am the old speaker <laughs> now. Like.
1: How many of them are stifling yawns as soon as you start talking? Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, number 12. You were beyond stoked for the headlining guests of the camp, which was probably either the Katinas or Israel Houghton. Uh, no, no. Those are too popular. <laughs> <laughs> You need at least two levels down from those guys. Yeah. Uh, we talked about that with... uh no, no, we didn't talk about that yet. Oh. Cut this out. Right now. Thank you. Uh, yeah. It's usually some weird local... Christian band Mm -hmm. or youth band or uh, worship band from some church Mm -hmm. near the area. Like
2: the Joey Porter band or
1: something. I think I know that guy. Okay. And uh, last one on this list Uh, on the last day, you cried and hugged all your friends, swearing you'd be best friends forever and always pray for each other. And odds are you probably are not still best friends with them.
2: Fact. Yes, 100%. I don't think
1: I ever really made any friends that weren't already in my youth group. I was not a particularly outgoing person. Yeah. But I did like, I did position myself as a leader, especially like the last couple of years that I went. But only as a way to keep a distance from everybody else. I'm like, I'm the leader. I don't need to talk to the rest of you. You're the team. You all get together. But I'm gonna. I've got the spirit stick thing. Mm-hmm. Our team's winning. <clears throat> I'm gonna come up with the ideas. You execute them. We keep winning the spirit stick. And that's what happened. Okay. I also found uh, a bunch of leftover wristbands because wristbands were how you could pick what team you were on, what color you were on. Uh huh. Then they had a bunch left over and I was on team green there's a bunch of green ones left over and so without asking i took a bunch of them and i built a whole head of hair out of clicking all of these things together like a hat with long green plastic hair and that became my like crown as the leader Is there
2: it, a picture of that?
1: Somewhere, yeah It's a bad picture <laughs> Not an inappropriate picture It's just I, I look stupid in the photo uh, And Danger does too It's one of our worst pictures <laughs> I feel like
2: I've seen the You picture. might
1: have, yeah You might have seen it Yeah I'm sure I've posted it on Facebook at some point Yeah Anyway, that was uh, thoughtcatalog.com. It's kind of an old article. It's from 2014, but. Oh, my word. I mean, this is a a pretty entertaining uh, romp through uh, Memory Town. Yeah. 14 Things You Probably Did at Church Camp by Rob Fee. You can go check that out, thoughtcatalog.com, if you would like to see it for yourself. What's up, nerd? Are you enjoying this podcast? Well, the audio enjoyment doesn't end there. Tune in to LTN Radio for the best Christian rock,
0: rap, pop, and indie 24 7. Not to mention a whole network of podcasts, shows, specials, and shorts, many of which air on LTN Radio
1: before they're available anywhere else. Join us at ltnonair.com to see our schedule, stream our station, and download our app.
2: Back to the backroom morning show. I'm Mo,
1: and I'm Radio Matt. Before we go, we want to share our poll for the week.
2: This Thursday is National Superhero Day, so we wanted to know who wins in a fight: Batman or Superman?
1: Yeah, it's a classic debate, and uh, people ha- have their own uh, stipulations. I need they to know what to you
2: think. What do you think?
1: Me? Yeah, because I feel like
2: this is like a this is not a question that you could easily answer. I feel like you are very much torn on this one. No. Nah. Batman. Nah. Really?
1: Really. Oh, huh? okay. And look, there's there's a good there's a good argument as to why Batman could win, and that is Superman has a bit more uh, internal morality than Batman. Batman doesn't have the the voice in the back of his head saying maybe you shouldn't do this. If he thinks he has to kill Superman, he's going to kill Superman, and Superman's going to want to not let him. But at the same time, Superman can travel around the world in the blink of an eye. Like, he he can see anything that Batman has coming, coming. If Batman has a year of prep going into some massive trap, sure. But, you know, I don't think, in you know, just a straight fight that happens out of nowhere, I don't think uh, Batman has a chance. However, okay. I want to know what everyone else thought. Yeah. So we put that on there. Who wins in a fight? We didn't give any stipulations. And, uh... Yeah, people also agree. Superman. Superman. Yeah, two, two to two to one, essentially here. Okay. Sixty-seven point three percent said Superman. Thirty-two point seven said Batman. Wow. So all right. Yeah. So I mean, I'm surprised, honestly. Most people I've talked to about this debate have said Batman. So I'm pleasantly surprised. <laughs> Let's end with our verse for the day.
2: Our verse for the day is Psalm 62, seven on God rests my salvation and my glory, my mighty rock. My refuge is God.
1: And that's going to do it for the back row with Matt and Mo. We hope you enjoyed our discussions and hope you'll join us again for our next show.
2: Check out lovethynerd.com. It is positively jam packed with articles, podcasts, and videos that cover a wide range of nerdy topics. And just like any ministry, we are largely supported by those willing to partner with us financially.